Hello, everyone. Hi there. Welcome to another Cracker Classics <laughs> weekly podcast where we, meaning Ian and I, hello, watch some old movie and listen to the dog whine. <laughs> and often whine ourselves. Sorry, I'm just here for sound effects this week. <laughs> well, you're doing a good job. Yay! Uh, so this week we are watching, what is it, Under the Yum Yum Tree? Under the Yum Yum Tree. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we stumbled upon this because our original choice is unavailable for streaming. Rude. Bullshit. The hell? Lousy Academy. No wonder everyone's on strike. Deservedly so. We support the strike. Absolutely, yes. So, we're stuck watching this. Jack Lemmon plays a landlord who likes to... lecherous landlord. Mm, Yes, yes. Likes to chase his female tenants and be utterly disgusting to them. Yep. And he has the uh, stereotypical bachelor pad with the rotating fireplace and the romantic music and the... All that stuff. Yep. And we have a dog that cannot handle being left alone for two goddamn minutes. Hi, dog. Needy bitch. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, lordy. So, yeah, he sounds lovely. I'm really going to like Jack Lemmon. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be more annoying, him or Honey Bear. Well. She's pretty annoying right now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, this should be fun. Hating Jack Lemon is something I've always wanted. No. It's mildly a pastime, because there's usually something about it, all of his characters that he plays that makes you want to hate him. But he's so endearing that... In the end, it's yeah. just this like real, really real human quality, and you can't hate him for it. No. Because he is decent. But, dude, really? Uh, in here, it okay. feels like there'll be more work <laughs> on our end to go from hating him to loving him in the end. Um, if that even happens. Yeah, not sure what exactly is going to happen. The, the vibe I get is, you know, he's this womanizing ladies man and then he finds a woman that he's never felt this way before and then what did it say it's not just a line they try Um. to live platonically (laughs) or something yeah that's which seems weird like i love you i'm gonna move in with you and see how this works out and maybe i won't love you after living with you i mean it's not a bad plan i suppose it's just no one ever does that it seems very unspontaneous well, is that really the right look word? At how for much it? trouble spontaneity can get you into? Though. I realize that, <laughs> but it is a spice to life. It does add a kick of flavor, and it doesn't have this scripted feel to it of "we're gonna do this well, and then my agenda for this." And, 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 that doesn't really feel scripted. That feels intentional. Well, I guess that could be scripted. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. I appreciate the intentionality. It works with some things in life, but love, I don't know, maybe love is just different for me, but it's definitely a uh, more unexpected thing. It is not something that you can plan out or script ahead of time. 
I mean, you can if you want to, but it's well, not going to go that way. And if you're really, really rigid to your script, you're going to end up not in love and ruining everything. I don't know. I'd say love can't be scripted, but relationships kind of have to be. Well, yes. In order for it to work, there has to be some intention brought with that. Yeah. You're right. But that kind of comes later, doesn't it? After there's already love. I don't know. I kind of think that if you're not, if you just let what happens happen and then try to put structure into it, it's not going to work. Well, that's a little different. I mean, I'm not talking a complete lack of structure. I, th- I, th- I think you have to... Love is one of those things that <laughs> kind of happens. All of a sudden, yeah. there it is. Let's build a structure around it. There's maybe a little bit of an existing structure where that love gestated, yeah. but the more elaborate structuring comes later. Eh, maybe. We'll see what Jack Lemon has to say this about it. It's a very him. serious discussion for a Jack Lemon comedy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get this complex on love and intention with love. I don't know. Because got... will love enter into it at all? We, we, we did get kind of complex with Some Like It Hot. Well, that is a complex movie. <laughs> this feels less so. We don't it's know. It's not a Billy Wilder not. movie. <laughs> That's, okay, fair point. <laughs> I, I didn't pay attention to who does this. So it may be a Billy Wilder movie. I know, because I've, <laughs> I've looked at his movies before and this didn't come up. Fair enough. David Swift. Sounds vaguely familiar. He did The Parent Trap and Pollyanna. Oh, okay. How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. So he sounds like a kid's movie director. Yeah, yeah. A very unserious, not all that deep, complex director. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see just how shallow he is. Yeah. I already got that vibe. (laughs) We'll be back with intermission impressions. And romantic music. African statues. Bachelor pad. We will wine and dine you when we come back. There may or may not be numbers involved. As long as there's a safe word. Shouldn't lie to your dog. Shouldn't lie to children. Shouldn't hang from the roof and peep on your tenants. (laughs) Shouldn't do a lot of stuff here. Good God. You shouldn't live next to your landlord. Well... In most cases, that's just asking for trouble. Yes, it depends on your landlord and you, but... Yeah. I pay my landlord to stay over there (laughs) and leave me to fuck alone. And when I need you, I will call you. (laughs) Especially when my landlord's fucking creep. Oh, I had one of those in Denver. Ugh. But he did live in the building. Did you he would you? randomly walk into the apartment. Oof. It was not good. No. Pretty sure he drank my milk on a few occasions as well. That's awkward. Yeah. How about coming in and fake watering your fake plants? Nah. We didn't have fake plants. Or real plants. So what did he water? I don't want to know. <laughs> it wasn't the milk. <laughs> you didn't have a heart-shaped key, did you? I don't recall. Oh, dear. It wasn't that obvious, but yeah, it, I, gee. Yes, there's a lot of violations of certain housing authorities going on in this movie. Yeah. Mainly the 
selectiveness of who you're going to rent to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was being all uh, uh, coy about it with the one dude. It's like, oh, you have a vacancy. Can I move in here? No, I don't rent to men. Yeah. That's, can't say that. Yeah. Maybe in the 60s in California, maybe. But probably not. Uh, legally, probably not. Realistically, oh yeah, all the time. This is a very uh, abnormal situation, shall we say. Ugh. That word came up. I hate that word. So we had it a little wrong. Yes, Jack Lemon is the landlord, but he's just the creepy womanizer spying on all of his female tenants. and He's not falling in love. No, oh, no. There's a young fraternity sorority couple who have fallen in love. And they're the ones who are going to try to beat their temptation and live together platonically. Before they get married. Yeah, that doesn't work. With no sex. Yeah, right. Which, I mean, that college class thing in the beginning, it it sort of clicked for me. Yeah. This was a thing in the early 60s. You know, it was the very, very early days of the sexual revolution. Yeah. We had these feelings, and we weren't sure if we were allowed to do anything about them yet without a ring. So we tried things. (laughs) Before we realized it's just sex, get the fuck over yourself. Well, some of us did. Well, yes. The um, the man-woman debate in here on who's um, more adept at keeping their urges down. Oh, uh, God. That was a conversation. Because, you know, yeah. you, women have had centuries to perfect their... Uh, Willpower. Yeah, that was the worst. And have men not? That was just an admission that men are weak. That's how I interpreted that. Yep. Because we have David, who, he's the one who doesn't like things that are abnormal. Yep. Boring guy. He's also, like, early, mid-twenties, but trying to sound like he's in 35, and... Yep. He has this shit acting in here. Yeah. And he's not that attractive. Not particularly. I mean, for button-down, boring 60s guy, I guess... You know, that that's what you had back then, unless I you guess. were in with the biker gangs. Well, you know. that's also the time when the Hell's Angels would make out in public. Mm-hmm. So You have to show the uh, squares how you're supposed to live. <laughs> I think it was more about freaking out the normies. But well, yes. Some of those normies got titillated and were like, ooh, why can't we do that? <laughs> that's not going on here, though. This is a bunch of squares. Uh, yeah. Being very, very square. And then we have Jack Lemon, who's still kind of a square. Oh, absolutely but a very, square. very, very creepy. Ridiculously creepy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, like this is trying to make an attempt at normalizing <sighs> Playing sex, it for laughs is... But it's, yeah. Oh, God. It's all in the realm of, hey, hey. <laughs> this do is you get you... it? I get it. We all know this is what we'd do if we we had an apartment complex full of nubile co-eds, right? Right? Telescope at eye level. Not pointed to the sky. Nope. Not that he really needed the telescope. Everyone's window's pretty much right there. Letting himself into apartments with flowers. Which, whoa. No. I mean, I understand now there's laws on the books that's like, you need 24 hours notice before a landlord can enter. This is why. Yeah, yeah. 
some of the things he would say to, like when she was first looking at the apartment, oh, everything's in the right place. Well, yes, it certainly, certainly is. is. Don't you need my references? Oh, I have your references. You've showed me enough already. Yep, yep. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's being played for laughs. Mm-hmm. Which is somewhat effective. There, There is a, an amusing... I like the cat. ...feel yeah. to it. I do like the cat. <laughs> yeah. I like the housekeeper. Yes. She had a nice bit of schadenfreude. And Paul End pretending to be straight as always. Paul End is creepy as a straight guy. (laughs) He's married to the housekeeper and he does like all the gardening. And And he's totally envious of Jack Lemon and his his ladies' manness. He's not convincing. He wishes he was a few (laughs) years younger. Uh huh, sure. We believe you. Never said Paul End was that great an actor. He is hilarious, but... Not like this. I don't know. I think he's funny. Not for the reasons that I assume the writers (laughs) want me to think it's funny. (laughs) Yes. I agree with you there. It is funny, just unintentionally. (laughs) Paul Lind pretending to chat up an imaginary (laughs) co-ed. Oh, God. That apartment is kind of more creepy than uh, Swanky Bachelor Patty. Yeah. Um, I like the fireplace in the corner. That's cool. But the violins with the Yeah, m- the violins are super creepy. Playing. And where's the murder dungeon? Because that, that he's hiding a murder dungeon the, Yeah, somewhere. there's a few there's other absolutely switches. absolutely a murder dungeon in there. The whips and chains haven't come out yet. Yeah. It's just not right. No. I would feel creeped out. Uh-huh. There's creating a romantic atmosphere, and then there's being really fucking creepy. <laughs> this is most definitely the latter. Yes. But in weird contrast, the woman who moved out, uh, Robin's aunt, yeah. she said, oh, you made such a difference in my life. I was a wreck when I came here, and then you put all this positivity back in me, and uh, well, turned my life around. Thank you so much. Now I can leave. What's that? That was weird. Sometimes the best way to get over one man is to get under another. Well, yes. So. I, I can stand by that. <laughs> but it's still just sort of weird given his uh, general creepiness. Yeah. And the fact that he I, actually made a positive mm, difference in one of his, quote, conquests. I mean. Which, I mean, good on her. She didn't get stuck there in this yeah. weird game of his. Yeah. She was actually able to get benefit out of it. She got what she needed. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> but what um, does he need? Uh, aside from a good punch to the face. Or maybe a therapist. Oh, definitely a therapist. But do you think he'd listen? No. no. Um, he likes things just how they are. And doesn't like it when a woman all of a sudden gets a mind of her own and is like, oh, I'm, I'm moving on. Yep. What? How dare you? Have a life outside of me. Yeah. Yeah, This is at a unique point in history. The 50s are over. We're not quite as prudish. But we still (laughs) kind of are prudish just a little bit as we uh, explore. Just a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, it just shows the incredible naivete of the 60s, in the early stages at least. Mm. Especially with the 
whole idea that athletes have no trouble with their libidos because <laughs> they work out their all their frustrations in physical activity. Virtually zero libido. Because it's all out on the out. field. No. I've met athletes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's, there's a reason that um, they supply incredibly large amounts of condoms to the <laughs> Olympic Village. Like... That is a large expense. <laughs> or just in the prevention of, what was it, the cardboard mattresses or whatever? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just like, no, just don't. We're going to make this hard for you. <laughs> we can make it hard on our own. Thank you. We will. <laughs> yep. Already there. Thank you. Taking care of it in other ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your mattresses will not slow us down. Um. <laughs> At least we have some innuendo in this movie. Yeah. There is a little bit of subtlety when it comes to the sex. A lot of it is immature and just, you know, for laughs. But there's at least some clever jokes in here. None that I can recall at the moment. No. We did discover what Yum Yum is. It is what you think it is. Bonin. Mm Mm-hmm. How that's a tree and how you can be under it, we've yet to discover. Well, um, I have ideas. I mean, I do too. The tree uh, part I'm still trying to work out in my brain, but you can definitely be under some yum yum. I, I, I can definitely make that happen. Um, <laughs> for how much? Well, we do we have tiers on our Patreon? I don't know. <laughs> 75 a month. <laughs> yeah, I did initially write down that holy shit, like at, at that price for an apart for that apartment, it's, it's a ridiculous. Nice but we do later find out that that is an incredibly good deal. So well, you did it's the not math. quite as impressive. Yeah, like at minimum wage, you mm-hmm. could afford it in a week and a half, which is really good. But I, really, yeah, but yeah. this and this is a fantastically gorgeous apartment. Like in what I would imagine is a decent part of California. Yeah, where minimum wage is probably a bit more, or at least you get paid well, more I don't, than minimum wage. I think back then. Minimum wage was minimum wage. We hadn't broken into all the different things. Well, that's true. Because minimum wage still lets you afford shit. In those days, minimum wage was fine and it was adequate. Yeah. So more people were on it and it wasn't a problem. It wasn't like now where states have to increase the minimum wage because the federal is such bullshit that... Ugh. Anyway. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Another Jack Lemon movie with an apartment that I want because it's really fucking affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that how much his apartment was in the apartment, too? Uh, 75 a month? I may have written it down. Hang on. $85 a month. $85 a month. He made $94.70 a week. That's right. So he could afford it in a week. Less than a week. Mm-hmm. An apartment... Off Central Park. That's three years earlier. <laughs> this is a 63. Yeah. In color, no less. <laughs> so you can see the blood red walls. Oh, God. I do like that color red, but it's not really... Uh, <clears throat> it's not an all-encompassing color. No, it's an accent color. everything in an entire room that It's color. absolutely an accent color. Yes. <laughs> because he's going for like a red light district sort of feel in there or something. I, I don't know. Red invokes passion. Ah, yes. I always felt passion in the booth at Applebee's. (laughs) Well, red and yellow together invite hunger, so... 
Oh, where's the yellow in the room? Uh. Don't you ever hunger for passion? No. Wrong hunger, I know. <laughs> it's very much a different desire. Although I do enjoy eating. Um, Food in the bedroom, huh? Preferably. This is very basic <laughs> sex stuff. There's no yeah, mention of yeah. fetish, <laughs> kinks. It's just sort of, almost just the titillation of the chase, and that's it. Yeah. Which is sort of a fun tease, but what else are we going to get? There's a lot of tension so far in this movie between the couple that really wants to do it, but know that they can't do it because yeah. of their structure. And, <laughs> and then Jack Lemmon, who's just desperate to give it to anyone. Yep. But we haven't seen him do it. What's, what are we thinking is going to happen? Uh, I have no idea. And I'm not entirely sure I want to know. I know. Uh this movie's just kind of gross. Kind of, yeah. I'm not invested in, in finding out, and I, I kind of feel bad for Robin. I definitely feel bad for Robin. And I'm confused at the fact that her boyfriend, David, keeps calling her Rob. Yeah, that's... Like that's putting um... ideas in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely confusing, uh-huh. at the least. I think he's a little confused, but it's the early 60s, so <laughs> we're not going to see that. I don't know if he keeps using push-ups to avoid thinking about sex, we well, may end up seeing it. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he knew that was common when he told him, oh, just do physical activity anytime you have a sexual thought. He's going to do a lot of physical activity. Yep. He already said he was going to live under a running faucet of cold water while living with Robin. <laughs> Which I never understood. Cold water does not no, cease those urges. It Mm-mm. just it does nothing to the brain. It just makes the nipples hard. Like <laughs> you're right, which it's... doesn't help. <laughs> it provides the opposite effect. <sighs> well, should we get this over with? Yeah, the foreplay is done. So let's get to the main event and see what kind of a mess we have to clean up. <laughs> It is the 60s, so we do kind of got to take that approach. There will um, be a wet spot. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we'll be back. <sighs> shower. <laughs> Hot shower. Take the level layer of grime and yeah. filth and ugh. God, that's just slime. There's a lot here that is... There's very little to this movie that's okay today. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't okay back then, but... Uh, I did appreciate Irene's final speech. Yes, I wrote a bit of it down. Nice. I mean, there's part of it I don't like, but the main part I liked was the attitude of love is to wish each other well. Absolutely. I like that. She kind of hits what love really is on the, the head. Bringing in the structure and the natural spontaneity part of it. Yes. How she goes about defining that, I didn't care uh, for. Well, you, it's... you work for her, and you make all the money, and you take care of him. Yep, That's yep. outdated. Outdated no. gender norms, but the the sentiment behind them is, is good. I agree. Jack Lemmon, on the other hand, he doesn't learn a damn thing, does he? Uh, no. Because there's always more for a girls. Moment. For a moment, he does. And then the busload of girls pulls the, up. And... More girls. Yep. There's yep. always more fish in the sea. 
and I just have to dust myself off from my last failed conquest and put up the vacancy sign, and they'll come a running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He did kind of say he swore off women. I didn't believe him, though. No. Then it lasted all of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that was really just to try to get Irene to stay. It was bad enough that the cat had to say something. Right, and then what the fuck was that? All of a sudden the cat sounded like Paul End. Was it Paul End? Yeah, it was, it was Paul End. Oh, okay. Well, here we go again. I guess. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was terrible. Right after I said the stories that cat could tell, then I had to start fucking talking. <laughs> There was no reason for that. No. That was not an invitation. (laughs) Yeah, that movie was just awful. Yeah. um, Jack Lemmon should have been shot and murdered long before (laughs) any of the events of this movie. They could have picked someone worse. Well. Someone who um, I didn't care as much about. Yeah. Someone slimier. My opinion of Jack Lemmon has changed after this movie. Kind of, yeah. I, yeah. There is still his comedic timing in here. Oh, his which timing Which kind of helps brilliant. make it not be yes. absolutely god-awful. But it's so, so bad still. Yeah, when you throw everything else into it, it just does not make him look good. No. He plays it masterfully, but... At what, what cost? it is, is just so... So gross. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I guess props for really driving the grossness home. Because we had that feeling going into this of this is yeah. really cre- going to be a creepy movie, isn't it? And yep, yeah, up to 11. It really was. It, it did not disappoint on that front. No. Mm, not that he's the only one who's a creeptastic in here. Because we do have David. And his attempt at a conquest. I kind of, like, I get where he's coming from. I disagree with it. Where is he coming from? Because I'm kind of conflicted on that. The same thing that unfortunately, like, pops up in in cell communities and things like that, where it's the idea that if a woman doesn't view you sexually, then that's never going to happen. And he got it into his head that if he didn't try to have sex with her, that he was going to be left, uh, I hate this term, in the friend zone. (sighs) That if he didn't make that effort, that she wasn't going to see him that way, despite what she was constantly saying about how difficult it was for her and she was juicy too. Like, yeah. I get where he's coming from. That doesn't make it okay, but I get where he was coming from. I don't really get where he's coming from because it seems like he got really, really swayed by Jack Lemmon and all the things he was saying and the the nudgings in that direction. He got intimidated by Jack Lemmon. Because Jack Lemmon, his character, does get all the girls. So the fact that the way he gets them is horrific. Right. Does not change the fact that he gets the girls. He was which, basically taking a page out of Jack Lemmon's book. It well, it, it, when you're impressionable, it gives you the impression that you well, you get all the girls, so you must be doing things right. 
Mm. Despite his integrity mm-hmm. that was sort of carried throughout this movie of that's, yes, that is what he wants, but he also wants to do it the, quote, norm way. Yeah. You know, until we get married and, and yada yada. And yes, I'm going along with this abnormal social experiment that you want me to do of living with you without being married to you and not doing anything. Yeah. And it like soured his integrity or he's not, he doesn't have as much integrity as everyone thinks since he was so impressionable and easily swayed. He still just wanted her. Well, yes. But he got it into his head that by not trying to have sex with her, he wasn't being a man kind of thing. Okay. Like he wasn't, he was presenting in a way that she would eventually not see sexually. So his thinking was just corrupted. Yes. Okay. By the uh, stirrings of a sexual revolution. Kind I'm getting of. a bit prescient with this. I mean, this is 63 yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that hadn't happened yet, but. It's essentially what did happen as these traditional norms surrounding sex got knocked down because of what happened in the late 60s. Yeah. And Jack Lemmon is a very creepy prototype of what came later. (laughs) I don't wish to uh, give him too much praise, but... Well, he actually, in his drunken state with Rob... (laughs) Still, anyway, um, <laughs> it's confusing. Isn't ma- it? Made the excellent point of when all you want is someone to make love to, it doesn't matter who that is, right? And that's all he wanted was right. someone to make love to. They weren't people; they were objects, things yeah. to play with. Yeah, which is still a very common thing. Where sex is concerned. I mean, it's... And sometimes that's okay if both, and with everyone involved having that same outlook. As long as everyone's on the same page, yeah. we're just toys to each other, that's fine. Mm-hmm. can be a lot of fun that way. It can. I mean, because <laughs> there, there are some things you do with your toys that uh, <laughs> you would never do. But still um... get consent from your toys. Absolutely. Toys, not objects. Different things. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> we do need to make that distinction in this conversation, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, when you're pretending someone isn't a toy just to be able to play with them, it's fucking gross. Yeah, because that in itself is toying with them. You're still kind of making them out to be your toy just in less of a sexual way. I mean, you want it to lead to sexual ways, but it's still playing with them as if they're a toy. Yeah. And that's not right. Well, it's misleading them because Mm -hmm. you're making them think that they're not a toy when When that is all they are. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's sort of a common relationship thing. All too often, a relationship is someone's toy. Well, yeah. Speaking for myself, when I was younger, I didn't, I couldn't recognize the difference. That's a fact, yes. There is a thing. I wanted to play with someone, I must be in love. And that's part of the problem with the societal equivocation between sex and love. Mm-hmm. They're not the same. But we too often associate them as the same. Which causes a lot of problems. Yeah. 
And in here, uh, sex is almost treated as a um, barrier to love, or like a almost like an obstacle. What do you mean? I'm not quite sure of just the way that Jack Lemon approaches sex. There's absolutely no love in there whatsoever. Yeah. And meanwhile, David and Robin have this love for each other that doesn't involve sex yet. Yeah. They may or may not. Well, they do want that eventually. Yes. But sex and the thoughts of it seem to keep like worming their way in and corrupting their view of love or something. Well, it's sex can be distracting. Weird. True. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it was back then. Before you put a ring on it. It still is. Well. Um, True. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I definitely had sex get in the way of the relationship before. That's true, yeah. But then sometimes the relationship gets in the way of the sex. Well, that too. Um, It just, it sort of, it tries to make that differentiation of sex does not equal love and love does not equal sex, but it does it in a very strange and sort of confusing way and gross oh yes and in the end it's just gross super gross but you can sense the frustration of the early 60s in this movie (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) like we haven't figured it out and we're trying to communicate it in a way that the Hayes code has just recently allowed us to do yeah but we still don't really know what we're doing or how to say it but maybe we can make a funny movie out of it it was occasionally funny. There was fun bits in here. I, I really didn't need Paul Lind. No. He was funny to laugh at because it was Paul Lind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then we had Imogene Coca as the housekeeper. She was She lovely. was awesome. I loved, loved her. her. Yeah. I wanted more of her. Yes. Like, I really wanted her to punch him instead yeah. of her just encouraging others to punch him. I mean, that was fine, but yeah. We weren't at that point in the sexual revolution yet. Not true. Women could not punch. They could just get hysterical. Yeah. That's essentially anything that Robin did. She made, oh, oh, I wrote it down. The horrible female things. Oh, like being mistrusting yes. and jealous. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was one of Irene's less than stellar lines. Yeah. You know, she was this professor. And in the beginning of that class she was leading... There was some pretty positive, progressive stuff being talked about in there, surrounding divorce and relationships. Yeah. And But she didn't really apply that in her real life. She was still sort of corrupted by those gender norms at the time. Yeah. Despite not exactly... Well, she didn't exactly follow them because, you know, she did have relationships with, with Hogan when she lived there. Yeah. And was being a hypocrite of, well, I did it. You can't, Robin. Don't, don't do what I did. Well, I mean, that's your standard, I learned my lesson, learn from me, not from having to do the same thing. True. Um, In this situation, I get it. Yeah. He's a sleaze. Don't. Yeah. Just don't. And she probably should have been singing that tune from the very beginning when she knew that she was moving in there. Yeah. But there was still that positive wave that she was kind of writing of. You did good in my life, and you helped me through a tough time. Yep. And now I'm able to move on to something better. Helped me through a tough time, not took advantage of me in my grief. Well, (sighs) however you wish to look at it. 
Because ultimately, that is what it is. Yeah. And that's why she attacked him in the barbershop. <laughs> yeah. Then she saw the closet of keys and all the toys that she thought was just a special thing just for her. I mean, no, no. Any pair of legs with boobs attached that came looking for a place to live in there. That just painted a really weird picture of... Wait, just boobs on a pair of just legs? Just boobs on a pair of legs. <laughs> Nothing else. Sorry. It's I'm, bizarre. I'm and sure that's how he saw it. it, though. I'm quite sure that he didn't see it the same way. It just popped into my head. Maybe not. I don't know what was... you straight men picture when you see a beautiful woman. Oh, there's... there's... The stereotype in my mind is that legs, boobs. I... If you're into to the ass, then ass it's, as it's, well. It's, but... it's the whole woman. It's definitely the whole woman. Good. And by because saying... that is a whole person. And I'm saying the legs <laughs> with the boobs, that's all I got was a pair of legs. They weren't even attached. They had boobs sitting on top of them because... Where else do you put the boobs when it's just boobs attached to legs and like walking next to each? Like, it was horrifying. Thank you, Ian. It could have been the opening title sequence to this movie. <laughs> it could have been. Instead, <laughs> we had a slightly creepy song. Uh, yeah. We never did have the yum yum tree. No. There was, well, there was only one bit of morning. yum yum that we were privy to, and it was. Irene and Hogan, again. No, I don't think... Did it? Did, I think. Did, did she again? It was That was unclear. the vibe I got. Because Jack Lemmon was adamant that he he did it last night. Yeah. With someone. Can't think who, but it was someone. Yeah. And, and then Irene comes out of Robin's bedroom. Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, not saying I believe everything Jack Lemmon says in this movie, but... I believe nothing he says in this movie, but... It was sort of in his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know? That's true. He's gonna know when he did the deed. But he was also too drunk to know who he was doing anything Mezcal with, Mezcal is so... a hell of a oh, drink, yeah. I do love... Mm-hmm. I took to it real quick, though. Yeah, she did, but it never, ever, under any circumstances, tastes like fruit juice. It tastes like Mezcal. Yes, <laughs> the thorns go away... But, but then it still not, tastes like mezcal. Yeah. <laughs> that is just not thorny mezcal, yeah. Oh. Careful with your alcohol, children. Just saying. Careful how you're imbibing. Yep. Can lead to things. Like regret. And bad poetry readings. <clears throat> like the words were great, the recitation, not so much. I picked a great poet. I mean, it's E.E. E. Cummings. Oh, yeah. Dirty old man. Great poem. But, yeah. It was not the best recitation. Well, look who was given it. Yeah. No recitation he had in here was good. <laughs> the best he did was snore. That was not good either. Well, it's the best he did. Mmm, <laughs> disagree. His statement before leaving after getting her drunk. Okay. That was believable. Yeah. I bought that. He, he had a human moment there. Yep. No, I... I Wanted to do this wine and dine you and then get you to a point where I can just take advantage of you, but <laughs> I have a conscience. I Shit. love you too much. Yeah. And that's highly respectable. And I am going to marry you. I stayed in tension and yep. this will happen. Yep. But not like this. Not like this. Just <laughs> good. He came to his senses and was no longer being corrupted by the creep next door. Which makes mention of our Patreon a little awkward. 75 bucks a month. 
<laughs> so we could get an apartment <laughs> together and not have sex. Um, <laughs> if you wish to be our platonic friend, you could become a patron. We need more red paint. <laughs> We've also got a website, crackerclassics.com. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.